Did you have a nightmare? No, I was awake and I saw it. Tell us what you saw. That man we watched on TV once. What man? Him. Jordan Collier? Someone's gonna kill him. Alright y'all, welcome to A Light in the Sky. This is a 4400 recap show. Of course, I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. And I have with me today, as I do every episode, my amazing co-host. Go ahead, sir. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Robert Jeffrey, co-host of the best and the only <laughs> 4400 <Right. laughs> podcast recap show on the internet true, and true. all the good stuff <laughs> bet bet well y'all welcome back for another week of this phenomenal ass show uh we are going over season two episode six as fate would have it uh really quick before getting into this episode make sure to use that hashtag AL4400, AL4400. When you're live tweeting this episode, make this a conversation. We love to get your thoughts on this gem that was lost and now it's found because I think you uh, we've discovered they're doing a, a remake, right? Am I? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay, man. So, this episode. Uh, Maya sees a vision of Collier's death and Kyle's uh, frightening blackouts are disrupting Tom's personal life. Whew, okay. Um, episode 6. What was... What, what? Give me some. Give me some general thoughts. Okay, so one of the things that I just checked um, was to make sure... to see how long the season was and it's 13 episodes. So with this being episode 6, this is kind of like their halfway point, mm -hmm. and this felt like a halfway, like a mid-season finale. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it seemed like a mid-season finale, and it seemed like an appropriate cliffhanger. Okay. Um, so that's, but overall, I, I enjoyed it because, you know, this was, it, once the episode kind of got rolling, I was like, oh, okay. So um, I kind of forgotten what immediate you know what happened after last week's episode yeah but uh yeah this one this is one of the ones that i enjoyed yeah okay same here i um it did feel like it was ending um even the way it began it the recap was very different than what we've gotten yeah. in the first uh, few episodes i mean they took it back to like season one and um mm -hmm. i don't know if maybe during that time more people were being aware of the show or, I, like you said, maybe they just treated it like a mid-season finale. But this opening, I I can tell you up front, I did like this episode. But the opening alone made it feel that much more important. So, I don't know if they was, like, tricking us. But it made me pay more attention to what was going on in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, pretty much we get a recap, like I said, from all of stuff that happened in season one. And season two, um, one very significant kind of uh, thread we got was Lily's family. And I'm still not sure how I feel quite yet. Um, 
But I will say I think they did a really good job with that particular storyline. Um, mm-hmm. Considering, like, I, I don't know. I guess because I, I don't have a point of reference for the 4400 like I would say, like, the gifted. I know that would be based off of X Men, and um, yeah, you know. So it's like this is all brand new territory. So I think for I just we'll get to it, but I think they did a, a pretty decent job. I'll just say that. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Um. So okay. So we open up um back at the forty four hundred center in that big ass graduation room. Um. <laughs> And that's for a yeah. second. Then we immediately hop to Tom's house, uh, yeah. where he's looking for God. I, why do I keep mixing up Kyle and Sean? Kyle, yeah, Kyle. Uh. He's, he's in Kyle's room looking for him, right? And um, and Kyle ain't there. Yeah, so Kyle isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the thing that at the center, and they'll get more into it. They show. Um, I don't know if they're janitors or maintenance work. Basically, they're prepping for like a big event. Yeah. And that that banner comes down that says 2005, the 4400 reunion. So they're getting ready for like a party or or like the graduation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the graduation. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, mm. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 something. Um, mm-hmm. One thing, and I was just jumping ahead, but I. The way that they handled this event was mm-hmm. fine, but I feel like they could have put more focus on the 4400. Like, I don't think we got familiar faces from last season. That's my biggest complaint, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we get um, Lily and Richard sitting inside of Collier's penthouse, which, okay. I'm sure this is probably shot on two different locations, but maybe you can tell me because you're familiar with the 4400 Sinners building. You said it was used in other shows. This penthouse thing that Collier is in, does this even look Mm -hmm. native to that building or do you think that was a different location? I think that's a different location because they're, you know, the place that they, and I'll, you know, I'll, have to try to remember for the next show to get like the name of this building. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's an actual like museum. It's an actual um, okay. If it's not a museum, let's say it's an arts center or a yeah um, auditorium or whatever. And so yeah, but all the stuff that but you know the suggestion that Collier is living there, I think is appropriate because. You know, he, he wants to be at this base of operations um, where everything is his compound. You know, he's like his, his the David Koresh, you know, of it all, or like Waco. But, um, yeah, I think I think this is filmed in a different location. Now, but they, they try to make it look seamless. <laughs> you know, being in the same spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I like it. Uh, but yeah, I was like, yeah, this this can't be part of this actual building. I don't know what what the building is really used for. But <clears throat> excuse me, I do also like that we have a wrap up of this Lily Richards storyline on the run mm-hmm. because, yeah. like we said before, how much further could you have gone with it? But now that it's done and it was done so quickly, 
uh, I, it's keeping me on my toes because now I don't know what you're gonna do with this this family going forward. So I like that. I like that. <clears throat> Um, can we talk about Uncle Jordan? Oh, God, please. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> and especially with what happens later on, it makes it all the more, like, funny or sad. But, um, yeah, he said he's standing on the porch talking to Isabel. And I guess because now he, you know, he feels a connection to her. He feels that she's not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. He's going to baby, baby, not even baby talk. He's, he's actually talking to her. But the thing is... I'm a, I'm a sweet teacher, as I'm right? Um, and it's funny, and so you know, seeing the two of them together was was pretty interesting. And I think the only thing I can think it's uh, the only thing I remember from this also is that Richard and Lily are just kind of you know still trying to wrap their minds around the fact that you know they're safe. And Jordan is Uncle Jordan, and then mm-hmm. Sean comes in, and and I was actually happy to see that. I was I was happy to see whenever all of the forty four hundred come together, mm-hmm. like when all the main characters actually come together and chop it up. I like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, Sean coming in and he's talking about, you know, this is a you know this is a big momentous occasion. All the forty four hundreds are coming in from twenty seven countries, and and it's just like. It feels good, yeah. <laughs> you know, after like episode upon episode upon episode of just like some drama bullshit. So I, I just and I liked him chopping it up with you know Richard and Sam. Really looked nice, and I was like, oh, this is sweet. <laughs> this is nice. This is why I like the show. Yeah, it's you know it's mainly the characters. Yeah. See, I for me, and I'm this just gonna have to be the hill I die on. I didn't like that. Not not them, like the main four. I did. I did like them like interacting at Collier's place. But I think if this was a comic book, it would this event would read much better because you would have time to say, Okay, we're we have a big event that's not a big action event. It's the forty four hundred getting together. So let's spend the next two arcs discussing different characters and focusing on them. So when you do see them all together, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I, like I said, I like what you like, which was everyone, the main four back together again. But when we yeah. got off to the forty four hundred at large showing up, I was like, okay, I, I get it, but I don't know any of these motherfuckers, especially when they showed the African, like, well, the people who were coded as African. <laughs> I was like, man, why we didn't get no story with them? Like, they're in their traditional. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, and I understand. Like we're, we're that's getting further ahead, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, uh, it's kind of like when you know, it's just always going to be extras. You know, yeah. If you think about it, you know, when they had that big shot of them from the first episode, um, the very first, yeah, when yeah. when all of the four hundred came back, mm-hmm. you just saw all these random people looking around, and immediately your mind goes to. You know where did they come from, and then when you find out they've been displaced in time, it's just like why can't we see their story? Mm-hmm. What are they experiencing? What are they doing? And that just kind of goes to so you're always going to get these circumstances where you have the 4400 and you only focus in on like 10. Yeah, and everybody else is going to be an extra. So I, I definitely under because I, one of the things I always kind of thought about were the 4400s from other countries yeah you know how how are they acclimated back into their societies and 
you know, but the way that they got away with saying, like, well, we ain't got the budget for this. Right, right. Shit. No, for sure. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Sense 8. Oh, yeah, I love Sense 8. Sense 8, the show on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, Sense 8, like, it, that, that's, that, that's that real, that's awesome. But one of the reasons why they couldn't keep that show on is because that budget <laughs> was out of control. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so like imagine if USA tried to put the budget behind shit, even going to like Europe or some place, mm-hmm. um, or like you know, let's say Zaire, not Zaire, uh, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, yeah. Bosnia. You know, that's why I always felt that this was the type of series that because it seems like every other sci-fi series gets a you know like a spin-off comic book yeah. or a novel series. They do have a novel series where they focus on another forty-four hundred. And even then, it's just, it's about their interaction with the main characters. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, this, if there was ever a property that could do with, you know, showing who that person was, like you saw in that scene, like, I would love to write the story about some of the people from, you know, in the Dashiki. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. Yeah, it's so much yeah, to be it's, done. It's a missed opportunity. Oh, for sure. Because I'm thinking, yeah. and shit, copyright a, a light in the sky, goddammit. Um, why not do these different stories in their native language? So get a Japanese creative team, and no, don't put English in it. Maybe on the cover, but make a book, and it's just these great stories in Japanese or in Swahili or in you know Italian, and you just have to get a translated version. Like man, but I digress. I think it's the comic book fan in me that's making me like try to explore this extended universe when it's like, look at the budget and look at the time period. So, I, I'm a really Becky. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, so, next we get Maya. <sighs> Whose acting is... Man. It's something. Um, she runs in the room with her mom and aunt and she's talking about how she... Uh, I see. I seen him dying. I, I seen uh, pretty much Collier. She she sees his death. Okay. Um. So the next scene, like I said, we have Maya running in with her questionable acting, uh, <laughs> talking about she sees his death. Talking about Collier, and I'm I'm talking about her, but I, mm, she's it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't great. Um. But Diana and What's her sister's name? Is it Lucy? I forget. I can't remember. Okay, April, right? April, yeah, April. Okay, so we're talking about uh, talking to April and Diana. She points to the book of Jordan Collier, which, why is that even just, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, and so she's crying, and then the show opens up. So, uh, but she does give the specifics that someone is going to kill him. And then we get the openings, the uh, opening credits. Whew. Um, I like Maya. Um, I think she's getting better on the show. Uh, I think that's a lot for a little child to deal with. And I just, I really don't like her acting in this scene. first okay let me let me not say that I, don't, I think she's gotten better um 
because she now can display a range of emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than just being the creepy, you know, fortune telling or just future, you know, reading kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, you know, you know, it probably wasn't the best, but she ran in like a scared kid. Yeah, so that's kind of how I saw it. Um, and you know, so the you know, with the big reveal being, you know, who shot Jr. or who, you know, who killed. <laughs> <laughs> who killed um who's gonna kill Jordan. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that um you know, I thought that was a nice you know, kind of a big way to open up the episode. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good because it, it, it would I could have seen that easily being a cliffhanger for the next episode. But you know, doing it right before the opening, like I say, this felt like okay, this this is about to be a good episode. Um uh, we open up at Intac, and I do like how Maya's premonitions have put this um, office into a situation that is uh, okay. It's it's like this is a little girl who has a proven track record of seeing the future. She's also the daughter of one of our top field agents. And yet she's giving us info about a man we've been trying to catch or or stop for something. It's just, I just like the predicament that she's put them in and how this episode is really you have to step out on fate. Like on both sides of the of the the battle lines, like both both sides have to have faith in what um, they know to be true or what they feel to be true. So I just uh, I just thought this was so good, man. Mm. Yeah, you know the, the fact that they jumped immediately to, I think they call it the, the theory room. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. But I, I love that her now Jarvis is like, yeah, but I thought she wasn't having you know visions. Yes, <laughs> and it and it and it really puts Diana kind of in an awkward spot because you know she had to, I don't want to say snitch, but she had to tell her kid. Um, in the hopes of doing a job so that they can, you know, save Collier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, like you said, that whole scene of them kind of sitting around and just kind of break it down. And there's even a breakdown of how her abilities even work. Yeah. Um, which, if we were keeping that spreadsheet, <laughs> we can add to the mix, but um, that's a lot of work. Anyways, but yeah, they, um, but I thought it was a good scene. I thought it was a good scene and them just trying to figure out if Collier even wants their help, you know, which is a big thing. Yeah. Um, knowing what I know is going to happen, again, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I can, I can say yeah. that confidently because uh, just the storytelling, man. Okay. Um, so well, we even, have, and hmm? there was one other thing, and I think it's Marco who asked us, do we want to even save him? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So yeah. like, but he's a cop. He's essentially a cop asking that question. Yeah, which is so odd. And that's what I, said. I think Maya, like, okay, the whole show has done a good job of building up to something like this. But Maya's role specifically has put you in this situation where, like, think of this episode without Maya's um, premonition. Let's just say Isabel is the one who had the 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 vision of him dying and like Collier and her were the only ones who it would be a completely different episode but having Maya like 
being the spark that sets off this flint man. So yeah, for him to say, you know, hell, fuck him. Let him die. It's just... It, man, this is good. Right. I think if I was to recommend anyone... Well, I was going to say anyone new to the show, an episode it would be this one, but I don't know. Well, I, mm, nah, it probably wouldn't hit as hard without seeing the rest, but... Whatever, I, whatever. Because <laughs> I'm going to go down the rabbit hole that was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. But uh, so they, they speak with, they being Diana and Tom, they speak with Collier and they pretty much tell him, which, okay. Another reason why I like this is because everything is happening quickly. I know a, a critique we had before was like, I think jumping from one scene to the next so abruptly, but this. Every scene builds on the last, and it's right, just, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, if it's building, and if the scenes are good, then yeah, they, you know, there's not a problem with that. But I think it was, was it the weight of the world? The yeah. One with the, yeah, I was just like, nah. They were hopping around from scene to scene, like they had filmed the, <laughs> the, the end, the first day, the beginning, and yeah. the middle of the day, and the yeah. middle and the last day. I was mm-hmm. just like, but yeah, but this has a nice pace to it. Yeah, and it's and they're 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 doing things that I would have assumed would have took longer in the episode to get to, but they were like, "No, we're gonna get all this shit out the way." <laughs> so, um, so they talk to Collier and they tell him, and he's like, "No, I'm good. I'm like I'm safer by myself." And I like that they're trying they're stressing to him. He's like, "There's like, oh, I don't think you understand." Like, no, I get it. You know, this girl thinks she saw me dead, and. X, Y, like, he runs back their story to them and is like, I have better security than you. Which, do you really? Because they bust into the 4400 Center every episode. So, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was... The, the funny thing was, like, throughout the conversation, he's throwing so much, like, low-key shade yes. at them. And, and it's just like, I understand that, you know... He has a history with them, mm-hmm. but they just broke in there and told you. First of all, they admitted to him that her daughter has an ability, mm-hmm. which would be very beneficial. So if he wanted to, you know, be his old self, he could try to get the kid. Yeah, and, and they're offering him some help, but he's just like, mm, okay, yeah, you know, if I got my office, <laughs> it's just right. like, but it shows the complexity of the relationships between. You know, because if you think about it, I know you don't like Tom, but like Tom is trying to kind of help him. Yeah. You know, that's that's his job that he's been given by the future to, you know, protect the 4400. Mm-hmm. And Jordan is one of them. And Jordan is like, you know, nah, y'all came up in here and stole that black man away from me. That's <laughs> that, my black Jean Grey, yes. <laughs> black Jean Grey. So, you know, that's I. there's a certain tension in the scene and I like it and... And it just kind of shows that everybody's not hunky dory. Yeah. At the end of the day. Mm hmm. Yeah. And like you said, even admitting that her daughter, Maya, has an ability, and that specific ability in particular is like, that's. You're, you're, you're good at giving up all your cars. Because, like you said, if he was to old him, you know, he might want to snatch her up or something. So, yeah. God, that was such a good scene, man. <laughs> I think you might have sold me a hundred percent. Like I was into it, but now I think I might be. I don't know, man. 
Um, I told you the show's gonna get you, dude. Man. <laughs> right, this is yeah. If the rest of the episodes are like this, then I'm I'm ready. Um, okay, so we go on to the next scene, which is that some little bodega, and <laughs> what is this man's name? David. Uh, his Brian. Brian, Heidi's Heidi, Lord Jesus, Brian, Lily's ex-husband. Which honestly, is it her ex? Because. They never got a divorce. Like, I, you know what? That's a good question. I mean, I guess like once they, you know, I guess after a certain amount of time, she was declared dead. So maybe that's when he, you know, had the marriage annulled. I suppose, man. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so her ex-husband, she brings a gift for Heidi, um, which this to me feels like a. It feels believable because we did go through that whole thing last episode with uh, her love flash well daydream or day nightmare and even speaking with him so you know we're back in time so i'm trying to say (laughs) that this felt like something that would have happened it didn't feel forced by the show it felt like yeah my daughter's birthday is coming up i didn't forget i have another child so here give her this so that's Man, this is, yeah. It, it's kind of awkward. I mean, it's like, it's and it's sad. Um, but one of the things that I just, this is a side note. I think like a couple episodes ago, they showed a picture. No, 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 no. I think it's this episode. She shows Heidi, her daughter, a picture of her holding Heidi when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. And they put this like really bad wig we, on top yes. of Lily's head. Yeah. What I wanted to see was a picture of Brian with like a big ass like Bro. afro or something. <laughs> you know, because like when they show you know age differences, it's always like with a bad wig. So yes. It's just, that, that was that's what I thought about when I saw her with that wig. You know. Um, yeah. Later on. And this is now that you say that. Um, I used to watch the the soap opera Passions, and it's yeah, about yeah, yeah. this time period. And that show was so terrible. Um, I know there's like a small percentage of overlap of listeners who know that show. But there was a wealthy family, as there is in every soap opera, the Cranes. And the the patriarch, Julian Crane, was an older white man. He looked like an older white man. And every time they did a flashback, he just had a horrible wig on. I said, you could have casted, you could have used his then child to play him or just another young actor like you're not 18 you're still 50 something like man it's terrible Um, so yeah no you said I'm like yeah I remember these bad wigs of this time oh man Um, they're still around Um, this is another Netflix show did you watch the um it's the Striking Vipers episode of Black Mirror. No, I haven't even got to this season yet. I want to wait till the weekend and just like take it all in. Uh, but I'll look forward to that now. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the I cannot remember the guy's name, but the guy who um, he was in the Get Down. He played Black Manta. Black Manta. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Not Yasm. Um, it's like Yaya or Yaha. Yeah. Or something. What's yeah. his name? Forgive me, listeners. His name is escaping me. Jesus Christ. Wait, they put a wig on him? Was it an Afro yeah, wig? Yeah, in a flashback, and it is horrible. 
Oh, man. <laughs> it is horrible. So they still haven't got that um, <laughs> fixed or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, that, so back to the episode. Right, right, right. Um, I think the... Oh, his um, his girlfriend, his, his ex, yeah, comes to her and her friend. They come to visit Sean at the center, and I'm doing my team. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I know, I know this middle name. Uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen. God damn. Okay, my bad. Go ahead. You're fine. Um, but they, I cannot remember the girl's name. I think it's Danny. Uh, basically, no, not Danny. So basically, his his girlfriend from, and I like how they're connecting some of these episodes mm. because she was in, yeah, she was in the last episode. Um, basically, she's brought a bunch of sick um, homeless people to the center mm-hmm. to get healed, and he tells her that you know he can't do it. And she actually says something that I thought was very you know sad. She was like, "They're too embarrassed to come inside," um, you know. And so he tells her no, um, and I think they want leaving, but it's another example of. You know, he should have kept his abilities in check. Yeah, you know? dick in his pants. Uh, That's what he should have did. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it got that far. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> her, um, her, you know, Ike Turner, Mike Ike Turner showed up. Yeah, which, I hope he comes back. I'm sorry. I really hope he comes back in some meaningful way. Because they just, did they just like write off that experience? Like, that was... I don't know. I mean, they, you know, she, there's no, even no conversation, like, between Sean and, um, her about, like, hey, you know, where's your, where's your coked up boyfriend? Who I saved, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, and I, I mean, any thoughts about this scene, or? I liked it. Um, I don't, first of all, I don't like her little friend, her sidekick, who, I just don't like him at all. He's because you Billy badass now that she's there with you, but then you I don't whatever. I'm I'm gonna leave that alone. That might sound elitist of me, but um, I do like that. I feel like this has been mentioned before, but I think it was emphasized that Sean said one I can't heal everyone, and he said, "Do you not understand? This drains me to do this." So it okay. isn't even that I physically cannot save everyone. But I'm saving everyone at the cost of my own health. Because um, I don't think we've ever seen the effects like him saving someone and then just being tired the rest of the day. Um, he said it to Jordan, I think. But this, I think, kind of amplifies that message. So I did like that he kind of stood up for himself. But you're dealing with the consequences of your actions that Jordan specifically told you not to do. Like, so... No sympathy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, um, you know, he's he tell he he says something that also is, I think, pretty effective. He's like, who can, you know, who makes that choice? Mm-hmm. You know, about who I can save and who, you know, who gets saved and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, then they they go out back and. You know, she still got that rope on her neck. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I was trying not to bring that up. Nah, fam, I'm not ignoring any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, that's her. I know, that's her. Oh, God, I'm trying to 
signature. Again, the, yeah, signature. That's her signature look. And um, it's horrible. It is bad. Um, so then after that, they go to um, Ass Face and Kyle. Danny. <laughs> Danny and Kyle. Danny looking like 50 years old. And yes. Kyle looking at least somewhat young. Um, and Danny actually suggests something. He, like, he wants him to get some help for the blackouts. And Kyle is just, he, he's like, and I want to ignore them. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at a flyer for a concert and suggests they should go to a concert. But Which the is... only thing really to get from this is that he he doesn't want to deal with it. And remember, he disappeared at the beginning of the episode. And they still don't, they don't tackle that. They don't talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And all like he doesn't say like, hey, I have to leave my house early this morning and miss my dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like so. So you know something's up. Yeah, so. good storytelling on this episode, man, for real. Um, I I I do kind of like bringing in Danny with Kyle. Um, him and Sean, him and Kyle makes me appreciate him and Sean's horrible relationship from season one because it feels very real. Um, like, I don't know, a, a sibling that came back from jail or a sibling that came back from a cult or anything and y'all just bump it. Or even college, like you came back from college or you dropped out or come from rehab and now you're bumping heads with someone else in the house. But seeing him with Kyle humanizes him for me yeah he's still a dick but um they make more sense to me because they're so close in age and they both aged in real time versus him and sean uh which i still want to see what happens with them later when that because i'm sure they'll eventually meet back up but i do like seeing him and kyle together i enjoyed that i enjoyed that um so then after that i think collier uh, it's it's the um, Jordan, not Jordan. It's Tom and Diana back mm-hmm. at Intac. You know, basically trying to figure out what can be done to help uh, Collier. And they're mm-hmm. also talking about the fact that um, he, you know, he, because he just saying that he was, you know, kind of a real estate uh, land tycoon developer, sort of like along the lines of um, like Trump. You know, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I wish I could think of a better example, but that's yeah, the, but that's, that's it. That's, that's the guy that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like Collier actually accomplished some shit. So, anyways, legitimately, so or at least that we know. Of, but they they mentioned the fact that because of his business dealings, even before he became the forty four hundred, uh, he possibly had enemies going like a while back. So it's making it very difficult for them to narrow down who might be trying to kill him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so they you know they have to go through a bunch of potential people and uh, to find a suspect yeah so. yeah I, I like that and even though they really only kind of talked to one it did feel like there were much more there were many others and that's one thing with the show and this budget I was like okay even though they're going after this one person to kind of question, I do feel like there's a larger pool of people who would be trying to kill him. So that was good, I thought. Um, yeah. um, yes. Um, go ahead. No, no, I just, uh, they had this, this video game graphic. Lord, the graphics of the early 2000s. Ugh. 
it looked like a video game. The picture that they had of the guy. Um, oh, yeah, they... Yeah. They have a, they actually have a suspect. <laughs> Which is, oh God, I that you know that's one of the things that definitely reminded me. I was watching a dated show like that. Was, whew, those graphics. Yeah. Um, was, well, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that was an early blog. And Dad. You notice, like what he says. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back. He he somebody needed to edit his um his blog because I think he says he's like my name is so and so. I went to the forty four hundred. I was kicked out. <laughs> it's like, okay. it's very basic. Very. Yeah, but um, so they so they do have a suspect, like a more of an immediate suspect that they can at least start with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then I think after this they jump to Aunt April mm-hmm. and the worst aunt ever. Yes, God. Okay. <laughs> God, man, she is terrible. Like, yeah. she's like, can I find a guy? And Maya's just like, I'm a child. Like, can, we, can you treat me like a child instead of trying to pin my abilities for your love life? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, she even says, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. it seems like you meet a, a, a series of guys or something. But okay, one thing about Maya's character that is. Um, kind of interesting to me is that she is a child and like discussing this will I find a man conversation with April I know this show is of a certain time but getting into how her abilities function it would seem that she would have to grow up really quickly because the things that you would see not only the violent stuff but I was thinking even the sexual stuff that you might see in these visions. I'm happy they didn't go that route with her because that would be a bit creepy. But looking at if this was all real, like even her seeing Jordan die, it's like that event in itself is forcing you to deal with stuff that you usually shelter kids from. How do you raise someone who can not only accidentally see into the future but you you can't filter what she sees if am i making sense um yeah it's it's a it's kind of like a mini oh god like terror filled mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we um it would be bad for an adult you know to experience right that. but to have a kid you know wake up in the middle of the night and say, oh man, I just saw somebody get murdered. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's so random. It's not like, you know, she could shut it off or shut it, you know, shut it on and shut it off. <laughs> and maybe eventually she could get to that point, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, she has no control over it and it seems like the stuff pops up so randomly that yeah. um, you can't really pinpoint it. And so. that's, terrifying like what's triggering this because I went and, and that's why I even brought up the initial conversation about sex as it pertains to her because I'm thinking you just sleep and then you get a vision of Collier's death uh, but then you also know who he is from that book and from TV does this conversation with April about will I find a man does that force your mind to see all of her possible lovers and it's I don't know and again I know it may be a bit deep for what they've given us on the show but it's something that I'm like thinking about. Like this ain't no 
Jean Grey showing up at Xavier's school halfway an adult on episode or issue one. This is a child, you know, so ooh, I don't know, man. Um, so when she um, she goes to answer at the door, um, thinking it's a babysitter, and it turns out to be Jordan, and Maya just looks shook, and she drops a glass that she has, and she, she actually says, I'm sorry. And I thought that was you know, so kid-like, it was, you know, appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, and it, and it was just sad, but she drops the glass and then she runs away. And, and Jordan, before she goes, I think he says something like, you know, you know who I am. And, and I don't know if he says, you, have you seen, you saw my death, but April comes and says, you know, she, she doesn't really want to talk. Um, it doesn't look like she wants to talk. Um, but Jordan... The other thing that kind of gets me about this is like, you know, the other scene that we saw him, actually every scene, he's so self-assured about his purpose about what he's supposed to do on behalf of 2400. And now he's just like, seeing her reaction makes him, it it leaves him shook. Yeah. (laughs) It leaves him scared. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, and I like that. I like that that and his acting. Well, both of them. I did, I know I gave um, Maya shit earlier about her acting, but this scene was really good and believable. I felt that you know she was a, a child, and his acting without using his words. Like when he looked when she ran off, and he realized this ain't a joke. They weren't bullshitting me. She's actually like believes this. It like watching his face kind of process all of that so quickly, man. This is good. This is good. Yeah, Billy Campbell is a really good actor. Um, yeah, like I said, he'll he's one of those. I don't want to call him a character actor, but he pops up in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I think I mentioned this before. The first thing I'd ever seen him in as a kid was The Rocketeer. Okay, and and he, you know, he's kind of. Uh, he's a superhero, but it's like a 40s era. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. The, I had the books. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. He was in The Killing. Um, was he? Oh, sure was. Yeah. He was in Enough with Jennifer Lopez. There you go. <laughs> That's where I remember him from. Yeah. And um, in here, it's just like I, I thought it was a good scene between the two of them. Um, so he gives her a PlayStation Vita. Yeah. <laughs> it's a to date this uh, series right <laughs> just like oh my god when was the last time I saw those mm-hmm. um, so after that they um, Lily they show Lily at the um, center and she Heidi her her daughter has come to visit her has actually skipped school yeah because she her her father and her her mother arguing so. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, bruh, yeah, I, I, I thought this was a good scene. I felt like they could have done it better, and it's not that it wasn't good. I just felt like, like just the, um, the way that they shot it. Um, it, oh, how do I say this? Because I'm, I'm happy with what they gave us, but the mystery of revealing, like, I don't know. I just feel like we saw her too quickly. Or it's like, oh, but whatever. I, I did like it, though. I did like it. Yeah, and she, well, it's, 
Yeah, she was just a kid, you know, trying to figure the stuff out. Like, I, one thing I just noticed is that she says, um, she calls her mom, <laughs> her mom by her real name, and says, I still call her mom, right? Right. <laughs> and I just thought that was sweet, but, um, you know, it's just, this is how you know that this is a mid-season finale, like, all these threads are coming together in, like, a big way, because, like, we ain't seen Heidi since, like, the first season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and then definitely they brought Brian back when he, you know, helped Lily out with, you know, getting information about Richard, but um, this is, you know, finally she gets to meet her daughter, you know, after... I don't know, like twelve episodes essentially. Yeah, a damn near a year or a, a yeah. Year. yeah. So I thought that was pretty nice, and it was a good. It was, you know, it gave Lily something to do outside of holding Isabel and talking about we need to run, we need to stay, we yeah. need to what you know, something. Um, so so they are they basically they. Um, you know, this is when she shows her that picture with the bad wig. Yeah. Um, so I think after that, um, they show... The blogger. The blogger, yeah. So he, 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 he basically kind of touches on something that we had mentioned, like, a while back. Like, this, um, the 4400 is basically, like, a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, at least the, you know, the fake, (laughs) the fake school part. Um, and he, he says that... So for every level that you apparently reach um, for getting closer to your 4400-ness, you have to pay more money. And he basically becomes broke as fuck. And that's when he starts blaming Collier and them for this being a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they, I think they essentially tell him that if he um, does something, you know, they'll know to come to him to talk. Yeah. And I, I like I like that I like that the forty four hundred is this pyramid scheme because it's very it's legitimate because there are actual forty four hundred members but you're financing this company by it being this pyramid scheme which to me makes me look at Sean a bit differently because he is this holier than thou Cyclops character that's this you know Boy Scout and you take issue with so many things that Jordan is doing but this may be a retcon which I don't think it is but then this blogger can say no this they've taken my money and when I didn't have any more they kicked me out Sean how are you not seeing this you know this is a business that you're essentially going to inherit and you don't like are you okay with this like so it does kind of call come brings in the question he has um, not legitimacy, but if he's like just so far gone and he's just willing to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, he. Um, I'm trying to think after that. Um, Him and Jordan get to arguing um, about yeah. Jordan wanting to actually go to the event. Yeah, cancel the event. Well, Sean wanting him to cancel, and Jordan like, nah, I'm not gonna cancel for him. Nah. Yeah, um, and 
I'm trying to think. He, yeah, he wants to cancel it. He's the other thing I like is that he says that this is hanging over my head, not yours. You know, the fact that I'm about to die, and you know, he he doesn't want Jordan to become a martyr. And um, is this where Jordan reveals that you know, basically, he's left everything to um, to Sean? Now I feel like. Is this it? I'm trying. I'm looking through this scene now. I don't think so because he's talking about the movement. Uh, why do I feel like that was last episode? Because I watched this last week. Um, <laughs> so no, 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 not just yet. This is Jordan taking in everything that Sean has said and like processing it again. His facial expressions all perfect, but uh, this is when. He sends Sean away, and Sean's like still pissed off and angry behind it. And then we cut right to Richard and Lily. So no, we haven't gotten there yet to uh, to to give off that uh, that bit of um, fact, whatever. Um, yeah. So Lily shows up. Well, we open up on Richard and Isabel playing on the floor, and then Lily walks in with Heidi right behind her and introduces them. Um, it was very sweet. Uh, I I liked I liked the scene, but this <sighs> Heidi goes to meet Isabel, which I'm still trying to figure out what do they even want to accomplish with Isabel. <laughs> I don't. This is bothering me. Uh, so Isabel starts crying, screaming, which makes me feel bad because they probably had to pinch this baby to make her do all that. <laughs> Um, and so Heidi just leaves and I'm thinking, you just gonna let her walk out? Like, (laughs) can you make sure she gets home or to school or something? Like, yeah, she got there on her own, but you're an adult. You gotta, (laughs) I think she tells her even as she walks around out, she says, don't skip school again. Yeah. Do you even know where the school is that she skipped from? Dad, I don't look. What district is she in? And I think even though it just may be a sign of the that character's child acting, I think Heidi dealt with um, figuring out Lily as her real mom really well. Because I think a lot of stuff kids don't get as worked up behind as we as adults do. So... Again, I don't know if it was just the way she acted or if they told her to, but either way, her acting was believable. Like, yeah, because I'm sure that Heidi, if we looked at her point of view, probably saw some things in her own home that would make more sense that, no, this other woman isn't my mother, like once the truth came out. So that was just something I I, um, I enjoyed about... Um, about uh, yeah, about that, her acting about Heidi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, you want to take the next scene? Yeah, so uh, we leave and we open up at Diana's and Diana, April, and uh, Maya are talking and Diana cuts into April like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Maya's a kid. Don't ask her about men. <laughs> like, <I> just, yeah. <laughs> um. And in kind of to April's credit, but not really. I'm not making excuses for her. I'm kind of on her side. Like we, I live with a psychic. Like you know, I probably would be more like, okay, when am I gonna die so I can know what I have? 
how much time I have to get my goals accomplished, but <laughs> um, yeah, so Maya kind of reads Diana. She's like, well, when are you going to get out? Aunt April goes out all the time. And she's like, Aunt April is an extreme example. <laughs> like, they were, this was horrible. Um, but no, so we're just pretty much having this conversation about April being a, a piss poor guardian. And then we get, um, what is it? The letter, the subpoena. Yeah, of Maya's diary. And I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, what do you, what do you take on this scene? Um, <laughs> it seems appropriate to me. I mean, mm-hmm. let me, let me start with, I like the, the banter, you know, where they were going back and forth. Um, but as far as the question about the subpoena, I mean, that goes back to, you know, the fact that as soon as the government finds out about an ability, they're going to jump on it. Yeah. So, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just seemed like a slap in the face to Diana, because, like, motherfucker, I, I see you, I work with y'all. What do you <laughs> But, again, that's the consequence that came out of the need to save Jordan's life, because you had intel that... It, they didn't have, but then when you see what they did with that black man, I don't know if I would have told them about my daughter. I feel like, man. And, and yeah. this is another, it's another example of, of the fact that their employers are doing this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, that, that was that, but then we go right to the next scene, which is <sighs> Kyle is at the concert, The Kills, I believe. And he is in a hallway, which I assume is like backstage or towards the bathroom. And he has a vision of him laying down his back in the dirt, digging through some dirt at nighttime. Um, And what's his name? Danny comes back. He's like, man, come the fuck on. Like you left me out there. And I'm thinking you're at a rock concert. There are tons of people there. It shouldn't matter. It should only matter because y'all came together and that's your cousin. It shouldn't matter that you're by yourself while he's in the bathroom. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but the, 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 the vision or the reality keeps going back and forth between him being in the hallway and then him being outside in the dirt um, in his hoodie, hands covered in soil. And then that's it. And then we jump right to him being in the hallway, excuse me, of his mini cougar, his teacher. <laughs> um, but it was so odd because he wasn't at her door. So for me, her opening the door and being like, oh, you're scaring me. The show didn't give me any indication that he knocked on her door. Like, why was she? <laughs> I think the assumption was is that he made some type of noise um, that got her up, you know. Um, but also considering the fact that he is, we don't know what he's doing. Yeah. There's a good chance that he, you probably said shaving it was <laughs> shaving a haircut, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, on her door. So, um, but either way, you know, he 
he's just sitting on the floor outside of her um, door, and he's just out of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about she's scared, which I think is understandable, all things considered, but... I don't know, whatever. I, I don't really have any complaints because it all made sense. Um, from there, we jump right back to the 4400 Center where they have the worst security in the world because what's this girl's name? Redhead, homeless girlfriend, rope neck, uh, shows up and she's fighting with these security guards. And Sean's like, oh, okay, no, you know, I got it from here and whatever. First of all, she shouldn't have gotten through the front doors, like, at all. Um,. But he puts his coat on her and walks her up to his room. Uh, and I guess the assumption is that she's on drugs right now. Um, yeah, so that's that. So, this, the thing that I got from this scene was, you remember in Save by the Bell when Jesse took... <gasps> yes. Yes. And she was like, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's what she reminded me of. She actually seemed like a mix between Jesse Spano from that episode of um, Save by the Bell mm-hmm. mixed with Ron Burgundy. Mm. Uh, drunk Ron Burgundy. Mm. <laughs> and it, um, it, you know, she was all over the place. And the one thing, the other thing that stands out to me was she's like, I thought I could believe in you. And I'm like, when? how? Right. <laughs> Just like, why? <laughs> Yeah, that was, they did a lot of jumping with her story. I think they rushed her and him. Uh, But yeah, I was like, why are you even here? And why do you keep coming back? Um, I will say say for the shot that we get at the end of this episode, I'm glad they brought her in. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I did. Yeah, I think the payoff is really, is, is good, but... I feel like it was kind of clumsy because, yeah. again, we never address the, like you said, white Ike Turner. Where, like, he's the whole reason for everyone knowing I have these powers. He's also the reason why you and I broke up. He, like, he's the catalyst for a lot of things that I feel like the show's just like, you know, whatever it happened, you know what happened. Like, <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, man. Um,. Yeah. And for her to and say something like, you know, I would, I believe in you, you know, like seriously, <laughs> you just mm-hmm. it's selfish. It, it's selfish because you, you were okay with me giving you these gifts, albeit she was apprehensive in the beginning. So I'm not like calling her a gold dick or anything. But then when your ex or current boyfriend comes back, you're so easily kicking me to the side. Which, again, I can maybe attribute to you having a survival instinct where you might need me to get things for you because you don't know when the next time you'll have this opportunity. But then don't come back later on. Though it's for a good reason you want to heal these people, you're still using me for your... Like, I don't think that she's concerned enough for him. It's all about me, me, me. And though she is in the weaker position, so to speak... You, you didn't. You have. You didn't grow up homeless. This is something that happened to you after moving here. So, I don't know. I just think I don't really care for her. Yeah, 
I don't. I don't. I don't like her. You don't like it? <laughs> no. Nah. Has she replaced Tom? Uh, no, not quite yet. You know what? Honestly, I think Tom is wearing me down. Because I don't, I don't hate him, uh, and I think that he's a competent intact agent, and I feel like he is doing the best he can with what he has. I feel like he fucked up and dropped the ball with uh, with Kyle's tuition, which never should have happened. But I'm, I think I'm, I'm gonna give him the next two episodes to see what how he affects me. But I, I think I'm okay with Tom right now. Right now, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so this next scene is uh, Richard and Lily outside of the forty four hundred center while Jordan talks to Isabel and she gives him these visions of a successful event, and he is not dead. Well. Okay. They also, no, no, we gotta take it further than that. Go ahead. She, get, she gets him the visions of not being dead, the visions of them successfully passing out all of these 4,400 keys, and then this man gets the fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Bruh, yes. <laughs> I was like, are you in heaven? Nigga, what is this? Where is. It looked like the. Um, oh my. Oh, no, 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 no. The. Um, heaven had a ghetto. The, What'd you say? What is that? Heaven had a ghetto that video with Tupac. Um, is yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that's what I was trying to think of because mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, see you at the crossroads or that Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that shit was dramatic. It like we've never seen these keys before. Am I correct? Like these forty four hundred keys. I don't ever remember in any other episode seeing these. No, I, I um. So what I saw that because they don't really give specifics. I what I feel is that the video, that the video, the it might as well have been a video because yes. she said that shit hard. Um, <laughs> like I'm gonna tell, like I'm gonna tell you what my wife and I said like okay. after this shit. Um, she when he's giving out the keys because he knows right now that. The, some of the stuff that he's doing is on some bullshit so he can raise some money. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's with the ultimate goal of maybe trying to unlock like the abilities, but he has no idea how to do that. So yeah. he, he definitely is running a pyramid scheme, but in the, the way I interpret it, the vision is that sometime and somehow, sometime, some way, somehow, um, he was able to unlock the, the potential in people. He mm-hmm. found a way, and I think that ceremony was them giving them, you know, like, hey, you've unlocked your potential, you can go on. So that's how I saw it, because otherwise it was just him dreaming about the pyramid scheme. But I think that, you know, she she planted that in there so he could feel good about, yeah. like, oh, okay, are going on the right track. So that's what I took that as, like, each of those people had unlocked uh, their potential. Yeah. Um, and I don't think she was being as malicious as it turns out he thinks she was. I think it was like because Maya can see the future, whereas Isabel seems to be able to give you visions. But it wasn't. It, yeah, I think it because it it gives him a sense of calm to know. Oh, I'm not going to die. So you're not living your last moments 
anxiety written and, and stress. So I don't think that was malicious at all, her giving him that vision. Okay. Then let me jump on that right now then. I think it was. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, go ahead. I think it was because I think that her, she has been, she, we know that she has that side to her. Oh, and, yeah. And once again, we still do not have a handle on her abilities, but apparently that, I don't think, I, I think her, I don't think that's her ability to show the future. I think her <laughs> one of her abilities is to. It's like the power of suggestion. Yeah, and she showed him what, because that's some psychic type of stuff. I mean, that's yeah. you know to to go into his innermost thoughts and to show him what he wanted to see, with the end goal of what happens happens. I think that I think that was malicious. <laughs> oh yeah, I can I can see that. I, yeah, I want. I could be wrong. I, mean, I could be wrong, but when my wife and I were talking about it, like she shut that motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and consider what happened to Heidi too. So yeah. you know, you're probably right. Exactly. Which, exactly. That's why I'm so angry because I don't understand. What does this show want from her? What do they want from Isabel? What is? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? She's like Damien. Like she's from the like the Omen. Like she's the she's the um, evil child. Which is um, so which is. Which is crazy, yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, yeah, strange. But, but it makes you—it makes you think, though, about. See, this is where this stuff starts getting complicated. Like the people who, I guess, created her. Mm -hmm. You know, what were their purposes? Because this doesn't sound like she was brought back to help people. Yeah. So that but the, that gives you the idea, that possibly that. There's some crate. There was some craziness going on in the future. Every everybody who got sent back probably wasn't sent back for, you know, the, re, you know, for the altruistic reasons that we mm -hmm. thought. Yeah. Yeah, but this, yeah. This confirmed that for me with her. Like she, she, she did it. Yeah, man. There's a war coming, man. I feel like there is a war coming. Like, yeah. It might be season three. It might be season four. But there is a war. It gotta be a war coming. It has to be. Um, yeah. Uh, so we get this next scene, which is somebody with a black duffel bag pulling out a gun that they have to assemble. I don't know much about guns. Um, they're in a obligatory uh, hotel room, putting this together in all black, and you only see the hands and the shoulders down. So I think this was the show did a good job with this. Um, if, let me let me backtrack. Oh, go ahead. The, the amount of side eye that Sean gave <laughs> Jordan, mm -hmm. Jordan said, is going on. Like, I want a meme of that. Um, <laughs> I think I might screenshot that shit because he was just like this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His arm rubs hard. <laughs> I was just like, God. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're um, so that. They show the guy with the guns, and then that's what I mean. Uh, they show Tom run into the office and said, and this is how once again they're connecting all of these episodes. You remember the over-the-top South African or Australian guy in the episode with um, Gary, with the um, the baseball player. Mm -hmm. 
the they he runs in with another suspect saying that one of his hired guns had shown up mm. in the area. Okay. So that so that's the so the suggestion now is that the person who was packing that gun. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. 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 So that I had to, and I'll admit, I because I could not remember who this other shooter. I didn't was. know at all until you just said that. I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay. Yeah, they actually said that um, he he ran in and basically said, "Yeah, that's because when they when they when he says the name, I was like, okay, that was him." So this goes back to that Australian or whoever he was, a South African guy getting mm-hmm. revenge on Jordan. Yeah, because yeah. So once again, they're connecting all these threads from previous episodes, which is cool, um, man. Oof. Which I thought was good. So that so they basically say that they he checked into a motel under an assumed name so now you're thinking like okay so this is the guy that this is the room that we were just in yeah and um and then of course they bust into a room this time with fucking backup with like spot spot teams right (laughs) and um and they find um they basically find that he's he was there but now he's gone Mm -hmm. so um yeah so then i think right after that once again, like you said, they're hopping around, but right now everything is moving at like such a crazy ass like mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's yeah, like I said, it's 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 rolling along pretty well. But they, um, I think they find something at the the uh, passport. Passports. They find the passports basically that um, show you know show his face and you know they they know he's which. Why did he, he hide that there? Like. Why didn't he just leave that in a getaway car? It was like, I, but whatever for the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it. Yeah, it gave them like a little nice little confirmation or whatever. Yeah, that this is the guy. And then they show him actually going in to the forty four hundred with like other, I think crew. Yeah, you know, security for, detail or like yeah, tech guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so once again, you know, you was like, okay, so this is a shooter. Um, and then they cut to Kyle. Yeah, at the college. I so, like I mean, what do you? How do you feel about this? Scene? I like it. Stalkerish. Oh, okay. I liked it. No, because I feel like well, it. One, it was believable because this is where we know her from. It's from the school, and him feeling bad about what he did. Um, and I also think it. It, it was it kind of harkened back to the scene they had where she was like, "Yeah, you might need to tell your dad if you're blacking out." Um, I felt like he was a bit overly sensitive. Um, and the one thing I didn't like is that they kind of played as lovers and not student and teacher. And my only issue with that is with him talking about, you know, you're scared for your life and you want me to go away. Like, you're, I still have to go to your class. So maybe I was just thinking too deep, but... I, I still liked it because I still like her and I hope she doesn't go anywhere um, because I'd like to see her I would like to see them develop a relationship where if it's romantic that's fine but I would prefer it to not be but because you, I don't think you get in shows like this or shows period I don't think you get a lot of um, mentor mentee where the woman is older or the woman is the superior like intellectual superior or whatever uh, where it's 
not that I can recall. I'm sure there's some instances. I say I like to say I would like to see her stick around and develop a friendship with him where we have someone else for him to deal with and not just his dad and his ugly ass cousin. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But I liked it. What about you? This did you like? No, I, th- <laughs> I thought it was appropriate. I, I actually I felt it, it was another opportunity to feel sorry for this kid because, like, he is he seems like he's losing his mind. Yeah. Uh, and but on her part, she was like, "I care about you, mm-hmm. but I care about my life more." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like I- she, she's like, you know. She's, you know, she's, she can't do too much. Yeah. She can't do too much more outside of saying, like, you need to seek help. Yeah. Because I can't give you the help that you want. And, you know, he takes it his own way and he just leaves. So, yeah. Um, still with him dirty pants, you know? <laughs> and and um, it's so good. Again, I think it's so easy, especially for this time period that the show was made in. To slip into making him a project for her, having a woman trying to fix this man, and the fact that she stood her ground, like, no, nah, nigga, I, I like that, I like that. Um. So then after that, um, they go to back to the center. Collier is on the, I guess the stadium. No, the the all the man stage. Yeah. And he's going over. He's going over his speech, and you have a bunch of people walking around, um, working on, you know, getting things ready for their, I guess, a reunion. Mm-hmm. And from the perspective of the back, you see uh, somebody staring at Collier as he's, like, practicing, and then they show that it's the the guy. And he, um, you know, I, in my notes I said, killer about to kill. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, they show, um, Diana and Tom and a bunch of security guys run up um, into the center. And uh, the one thing I was funny, my wife noticed is that Tom at this point has a leather jacket on, just like uh, just like her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they were both killing it. But uh, they run in. Um, Jordan is in the back. The guy has him in his sights. And if you notice the gun, the gun looks weird. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing that kind of stands out. It's just like. You know, there's something different, and Jordan sees the security guards run in, or, you know, intact, and then um, Tom gets a drop on the guy and, you know, forces him to get down on the, you know, and, and they arrest him, and um, that's pretty much how that scene ends. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then we um, move to the, the next one, which is them talking with Jordan, and yeah. him being like, yeah, you... you he wouldn't have killed me, and I'm like, nigga, what? You confident he had a gun to your head? But yeah, remember, and then the so the thing they explained with the gun is that, that the reason he got in is because it was made of like synthetic polymer. Mm-hmm. So that's how he was able, that in the bullet. So that's how he was able to get through the um, the metal detector. Yeah, and and I'm being honest with you, man. If those things exist, that shit is that is scary. terrifying. Yeah, um, that's terrifying. Um, but he, um, Jordan, still being Jordan, says something to the effect of like, you know, um, you know that little over the top display, you know, prove to me that you can do your job, so I will take your security. <laughs> and I was like, God, you're still being 
an ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's still being an ass. Um, but he feels that at this point, that changed the future. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Um, I liked it, like the whole scene. I think it was like it was fast as hell because Tom got to that backstage like quick. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, I did like that, um, and I think it happened quickly enough that even if you didn't like it, you didn't really have time to register everything that happened. <laughs> uh, so it was good. Next we get Sean and his rope neck girl. And she wakes up. And, okay, she's really odd to me. And because she says something like, yeah, don't worry. I won't steal anything from you. And I'll be out of your hair. And, like, she makes these comments that are, I don't know if they're supposed to elicit sympathy or if it's just her building up a wall. But. Can't get it from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have too much going on. And then. What I don't like, and this is really jumping ahead, I'm going to try to be vague. We were introduced to her the night before as being on drugs. You don't sleep off being on drugs. It's not like a hangover. Like you, so when we get the ending we get, I'm like, wait, what? How much time has passed? Because that's not how this works. But I'll leave it there for now. Um... So you think she should have been like smacking the arm saying, where's the heroin? Well, something because I I never thought when we were introduced to her um, at the little like lawn event, I never thought that she was on drugs. I thought maybe it was implied that maybe she did something. I mean, she's coded as homeless, but within her and Sean's relationship and everyone seeing them on screen, I really got that the people, they were just disadvantaged. But then he's like, yeah, how long you been using or something. And I'm like, wait, what? She's on drugs too? Well, her ex or current, he's on drugs. We saved his life from an overdose, which, why do your powers work that way? Um, so, I'm thinking, you didn't heal her. Where's the... You just... You don't bounce back from that. You don't. Yeah. So, yeah. And the, and the other thing that he does is he offers her you know basically a spot at the 4400 center mm-hmm. to you know to change her life a seat at the so, table what were we about to say no I said a, he offered a seat at the table so, yeah, and um, it's kind of one of those things where when you think about and not even so much well I mean I don't know maybe cults or whatever um, but also you know religious institutions one of the things that they are you know a lot of groups are supposed to do it's like outreach mm-hmm. to the less fortunate, you know. You know, outreach not with like, okay, I'm gonna smack you over the head with the Bible, <laughs> or the Quran, or the Torah. It's just like you give of yourself because that's what your faith asks asks of you. Yeah. Now, if people want to, you know, come into the faith, then you know that's on them. That's their decision. But you know, it shit don't always happen like that. Right. Um, which is unfortunate, but in this case, he's a straight up. I mean, and I think that's how Sean sees the forty four hundred center. Is like our goal is to better the world. Even if you don't have an ability, you know, you got a place. Yeah. If you believe in what we're trying to do, see, that's why. And I think a lot of the the shading stuff is like I don't think he burls his head. You know, he sticks his head in the ground. I think Jordan does his best to keep that shit away. From yeah. Him, but Sean. But because he's grooming Sean to become next in line, 
you know, Sean can't help but to see this shit. And he's just like, we are not going to keep doing this. Yeah. You know, once he finds out. So I think this is him offering what he feels the true potential of, what he feels the potential of the 4400 center can be. Mm-hmm. Um, without, you know, stacks of you know, spearmint schemes and all this shit. Yeah. Um, I, um, to, to that, though, I do, uh, something you said made me think, I'm interested to see how the 4400 operates with him in charge, like mm-hmm. going forward. Um, something that I do think about quite often as well is on the beach, however many years ago, Kyle pushed Sean, well, me, Sean pushed Kyle out the way, so he was abducted, but then um, uh, uh, Kyle was in a coma. Would it have happened in reverse if they had have successfully abducted Kyle? So would Sean be the one with these blackouts and and this? Like I, I often wonder, and I don't know if it'll ever be answered fully. But that series of events that he changed would he have been affected at all, or would he've just grown up, you know, regular, just waiting for the forty four hundred to come back? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh- there, I mean, there are good what if questions, and we got three more seasons. We got two more seasons. Okay, let's we go. We'll see. <laughs> oh no, I guess half is half of this season, and then two more seasons, so two and a half. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's good questions. I mean, it's like you know, those are huge what ifs. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I mean, they've even introduced the question of why send back this crazy ass baby Dad. <laughs> to kill who. You know, who's essentially this guy who's essentially possibly going to lead the 4400 into the future. Yeah. Who had the money, who had the means, and she's just like, nah, you do get a Nobel Peace Prize, and then she goes, okay, yeah. Right, psych. Psych, psych. <laughs> but, um, evil ass baby. Um, right. So then, right after that, um, you know, she takes, she takes the thing. They show Jordan walking through, you know, shaking hands with all the 4400. Mm-hmm. You see all of the, you know, the people in the, you know, the African dress. Yeah. Um, you know, he's saying hi to everybody. Sean goes over to Lily and um, Richard. Uh, Richard. Richard. Jordan um, is just, you know, shaking hands, saying hi, and. And I think he goes to give... Oh, that's the other thing. They show Tom and Diana yeah. in the midst of everything. Very obvious. Yeah. Um, you know, just trying to... And they talk about all the precautions that they've taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they show... Sean introduce... Um, yeah, they show Sean introduce Jordan. And Jordan goes up to give a speech... But right before that, we see the um, um, crosshairs. We see a shooter standing uh, in a building, I guess, further away, and he pulls up the crowd in the crosshairs and then um, takes those shots. Yeah. Well, uh, Diana and Tom sees the blogger in the crowd at first. Oh, they see him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and that's when we see the shooter, um, the shooter's like sniper rifle, Mm -hmm. or 
view viewfinder, whatever, and then they uh, show you the rooftop, which is like a building next door or something, and how. I don't, and, okay, you let me know what this is. It looks like there was either another person who was going to try to kill Collier because this doesn't look like an intact agent who's like knocked out on the ground. Well, no, no, no. I lie. I'm sorry. It's two two security yes, yes. agents. No, no, no. I, I look too quick. There's two security details that are like knocked out. And so the new sniper is we see this man but from the back. So we don't know who it is yet. We just know it's a white man. And he takes yeah. a shot. And a few, actually. <laughs> I think it's like three of them, like three or four. Um, but yeah, he, you know, whoever it, was, whoever it is, um, you know, he was well trained enough to take out take out two. And I don't think he killed them. I think he, well, shit, you know, be honest with you. But to take, I think it's just security. You know, the security team that was at the top. Because if you notice, it's a um, apparently sniper, and this is my weird research for mm-hmm. some for stuff that I write. Um, there's there are sniper teams, so you have a spotter and then you have the shooter. Okay. The spotter helps to line up your shot, and then you know the shooter, you know, it will take it. Will take it. I mean, it's, that's a very simplistic way of explaining it. But um, and then you also do have snipers who, who work by themselves. But yeah. in this case, I think it was, and also it might have just been a two man team, yeah. you know, at at the top. But um, that's what I was kind of thinking. But yeah, so he um, he I keep rewinding this thing, and it's so sad, like to see him get shot. I love but, it. Um, and if you think about it, it's a hell of a shot. Yeah, it's for a, sure. It's, it's a long, 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 long shot. Yeah, he shot like three or four times. And um, Isabel fake crying. Um, anyways, so then they <laughs> see the shooter. Uh, I mean, any thought about this or whatever? No, um, you, I think you said it all. I enjoyed it. The only issue I had, which, I, again, I think it's just by virtue of shooting this long scene in different takes, where when the shots went off, I don't think Richard and Lily reacted quickly enough to have been holding their baby, but I think maybe they did, and there was just a delay with with like cutting the scenes together. Because when they dropped down, it seemed like everyone else had already dropped to the to the ground, and they were like, "Oh, it's time to get to the ground." <laughs> and uh, but also in that same few seconds, seeing Sean pretty much deal with the fact that oh this motherfucker might be gone uh yeah so that was that was very impactful but other than that i think i think uh you pretty much summed it up and uh and to sean jumps into action which i love that man yeah it was you know like i said the the, it was a pretty effective sequence overall but like it keeps building building yeah so you have like sean trying to save uh jordan uh, the paramedics like, who the fuck is this dude <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to do this? Um, and Sean keeps, he just keeps doing it. And then Tom has run off in the direction of where the shots came from, uh, tries to get inside of a building to get to the top. And he notices people just running around the area. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to find, you know, who the shooter is. Mm-hmm. And then he sees 
the guy walk out of the building, and then the guy like doubles back to this is this chase scene. And once again, they're still kind of cutting with you know what Shun is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to bring bring him back, and he brings him back to the point enough where <laughs> Jordan says, "I'll let you say it." Oh yeah, he said she lied. She lied. <laughs> 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 Which is hilarious. Um, I, I, I want to point out that at this point in time, it looks like people are recording with their cameras, right, um, right. which is a new thing because 2004, five-ish, we were just starting to get phones that weren't the Motorola, that were phones with video capabilities, um, if I'm not mistaken. Because I remember, I think I was... A senior or junior in high school at this time and I had like a sidekick so that's something that's relatively new um, but yeah but yeah so so um, Sean is bringing him back to life which again how do your powers work because although he was shot are you not able to heal his organs and stuff and if not then why were you able to heal someone who put a drug in there but I was so anyways um yeah he pretty much said Isabel is a liar yeah he's a he's a he's liar lies. and in the chase scene Tom tries to whoever he's chasing goes to like this top um goes climbs the stairway and closes this gate behind him and closes it up with a padlock so the other thing that I don't know if the padlock was there before no he put it on there he put it on there, so once again, that shows that this guy has the foresight mm-hmm. <laughs> to like plan for whatever else might happen. And so Tom is blocked off from getting to this guy. So he, I mean, he actually like screams, and you can tell he's pissed off. Yeah, he tries to run back to. Um... Actually, he doesn't run back. He just, he just uh, from what I'm saying, he catches his breath. But, but um, so basically, at this point, that's when. Um, um, oh, yeah, Sean, Sean mm-hmm. just has to let him go. Yeah, uh, you know because he uh, and that's what he said. She told me to go through it, and he, he says it's about the baby, or she lies. Yeah, she, <laughs> she lies. lies. Um, and then they finally—I call it the James Brown thing, where he just steps away. Finally, mm-hmm. the two guys take him away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and then that's it. The face of black. Yeah. And they, um, so you see Lily taking, um, Isabel, Isabel, and he's talking about, um, she says, you know, I didn't, you know, do what you told me, violated our agreement. Heidi came to me, and then Brian says, Heidi's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she apparently has a, um, her spleen is ruptured. And the doctors don't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. And Lily looks at Isabel. And in my note, I say, Isabel fucking everyone up. That, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. What do they want from her? Like, I, I, I think that my bias comes in because she's a little brown baby. I'm trying to take that out of it. Even if she was a white baby, I still would be like, what the fuck do you want from Isabel? Why is she doing all these things? To people who are not a threat, like what? 
What is like when she was she didn't she like make Richard stop breathing or something like a few episodes ago? That's like it's any, anybody who was a threat. <laughs> she, and like the, the Heidi one was just spite, you know, that yeah. was that was spite because she was just like, This my mama, you're not gonna be able to, you know, come back into her life. But see, they, that's where my issue comes in. Is she not sentient? That isn't the word, but is she? Is she intelligent enough to understand these things or not? Is it going purely off emotion and and, and instinct or not? Because the man trying to kill y'all, that's fear that you... I could say you're feeding off of your parents, so you're trying to help. But where is this threatening energy coming from with Heidi? Like, it, it doesn't feel consistent to me. Um, Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, it's just kind of, you know, it might be the same as with her ability, you know, just kind of all over the place. Um, her awareness, I, I just, I think she's aware of everything that she's doing or everything that's going on around her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she is a, um, I, not a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, she... She, they have her play like so many damn roles. Yeah, and it kind of gets like a little too much. Yeah, at times. Um, and then sometimes it works perfectly, like when she sets up. Because like in my mind, when she set up Jordan, I'm like, she ain't here for the forty four hundred. At that point, that that established for me that, that she she has her own agenda. Yeah. And I don't know what that agenda is, but you know, say what you want to say about the about Jordan, he was ride or die for his people. Yeah. And and she was like, well, that motherfucker about to die. Yeah. And that that introduces a new like wrinkle because I don't know. I mean, like we <laughs> maybe we'll eventually do the show, but travelers, there's this whole thing of like rival factions in the future, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fucking things up. So it's just like you know, it's um. So that's kind of where my mind went, but I don't. But I'm like, well, how does this benefit everybody yeah. if the future is fucked up? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's kind of where my mind goes with with her. Um, yeah. Because I, I mean, if they just made her evil for the sake of being evil, then that's that's a problem. Yeah, a huge problem. Um, but I, I do think that they lean a lot on her, like you said, being Damien, like the like the Omi. Yeah, so they cut to Sean. This is probably like maybe like a week or so later at the service. He's given a speech um, talking about how, you know, the media is going to shit all over Jordan and some of it's deserved. But he essentially, I think he essentially says like, you know, he had a mission that he was trying to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to continue moving forward. And da, 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 da. Um, so after that, um, he he hears that he's talking with I think uh, Diana and Tom, or is it just Tom? And, um, and, and I, mm-hmm. what'd you say? Well, no, he um uh, at first he's looking at the body, and then some blonde lady comes in. He goes on and delivers his uh, eulogy, and then uh, we see all these different faces in the crowd. And I think this was a really good like he. Mm, this is one of the times I think he did really well with his acting. Um, 
I know it's acting, so I mean, it is what it is, but it, it was believable. But then he talks to Tom, um, and that's another thing this scene between him and Tom feels very um, kind of larger than life because considering where they started in season one and to consider what sides of the, I'll just say, war that they're on, on opposing sides, and then knowing that your nephew has just pretty much become, you know, taking the Mad King's place. Like, this is some very Game of Thrones type of relation. Um, But for Tom to be able, and this is probably why I like him a bit more now, to pull himself out of it and let him know, like, you know, I think Jordan will be proud of you. You did a real, like, it's, he's grown a lot from, what the fuck you do to my son? <laughs> like, he's, yeah, yeah. he's grown a lot, and I like that about him. Um, and it just, it puts him and Sean, I think, on an equal playing field, where before, it did still feel like, I'm, I'm your uncle, I'm the elder. Now it feels like, now we're equals. Now, I don't know if they're going to end up fighting later on, but I like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, um, and so basically after they talk, and, and I feel that the speech for him, because I told you, I think Sean's like one of my favorite characters yeah. from the series. Like, this is a moment of him, like, growing up, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so, and I, and I thought it was, and yeah, I thought it was really, um, sweet. I mean, it was a nice moment. So... Um, they, um, there's something, oh, I cannot remember, I, I'm gonna have to pull out the, um, the extra information, the, the behind <laughs> the scenes extras. Okay. Because there's something specifically about what happens next that, um, I, I, it just, it was, um, it was specifically with Collier okay. Billy Kent. So, the next scene is the lady... I guess one of the the volunteers she yells from the back, and Jordan's body is gone. Mm-hmm. So Jordan's body is gone, and um, you know Sean is like, you know what the, you know what the fuck, and I mean that's pretty much all. I mean, and I think Tom runs back there too, um, and right after that they. Um, so it's a it's a montage of shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, so three of the three big things. So I'll just um, so the first thing that you see, I call it the Godfather ending, <laughs> <laughs> which is baller. Anytime, if any show can do that effectively, I don't care if they ripped off the Godfather. Like if you can do it effectively, I think that's that is awesome. Okay. So so you see Sean. Sitting in the office oh, where yeah. mm-hmm. you know, call your set with that big painting behind him of the sphere of light that over the lake, you know, and um, sphere of light, mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of helpers around, um, around him, you know, helping out, um, and they're just you know conducting business. And there's one part that I, I, I skipped before this, but I'll I'll, get, I'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you see that her his friend walk in, and, and she's dressed up like now as one of the 4400 mm-hmm. volunteers. So she kind of waves at him, 
and he looks up and he he doesn't wave back he just kind of goes back to business and then one of the guys in there walks over looks at her and just closes the door yes. and she's like she's just she's shut out you know just like you know, for all the kids who haven't seen one of the greatest movies ever made, watch the ending of The Godfather. <laughs> um, but that's where that's where that's from. The moment before that in the montage is Lily going to look at Isabel, and you know, just you know, with this worried look on her face, um, and the um, the other thing before that is. Um, Diana, Diana, mm-hmm. yeah, Diana and uh, Maya sitting down, and they're looking at the subpoena, and um, Maya, uh, Diana picks it up and just tears it up. Now, are you able to do? Now, I don't know much about being a lawyer or the law, but I don't think you can just rip that up. I don't no, no, this is no, okay. this is straight straight dramatic effect. The- <laughs> that's that's all that that is. And she tears it up, and then, and the crazy thing about it is that PlayStation Vita is on the table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, so then, um, there's a newspaper actually that does say who is the 4400 healer. That's, and that leads into the, the Godfather yeah. thing. So that, I, I totally did this out of order because I was so hyped about No, the go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I will keep that last is um, they show somebody loading up basically the pieces of a gun into a duffel bag, uh-huh. and then and it's the gun that was used to kill Jordan, and it is Kyle. Yes. Dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So Kyle is the killer. His flash, you know, I guess his not flashbacks, his um, blackout. blackouts are moments when he's I don't know, either been plotting for this or planning for this or maybe getting ready, mm-hmm. but yeah, it turns out that he was a shooter. Yes. Uh, I love it. I loved it because I didn't see that coming. Um, even with all the clues that they left for us, I still didn't see that coming uh, because when he had his blackout, and they were showing him in different locations. It was so out of order and so jarring. I didn't know. I couldn't get a handle on the timeline. So to see that, I oh, that's why I say this is one of my favorite episodes. If not the my most favorite, because they did that. Oh man. There um. It was yeah. It was it was. For me, the stuff is still effective, you know. Even like you said, I I'd seen it, but I that for me is a really good twist. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot, and I you know going back to when I first saw it, I was just like, damn, this is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This is what they're doing. So once again, so now the suggestion is is that you have three you not three factions basically. Isabel set it up so that he could get so Kyle could kill Collier, and and I'm just like shit. This, this is this is crazy. This is like this is not about to be. And they also broke the the whole formula of the 4400 of the week. Yeah. If you think about it, like 
you know, and even then, that whole storyline of the 4400 of the week still had elements that touched on what happened in this. Like, you had the the guy from the Gary uh, slash baseball psychic episode mm-hmm. who, who came to kill him. You had um, the, the whole thing of Sean using his abilities in the previous um, episode, you know, coming back to kind of bite him in the butt again. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was a good, like, mid-season finale. Now, I don't know if they took, like, a five-year hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm looking at you, Black Lightning. But, um, (laughs) all the Arrowverse shows. Yeah. But, um, I, because I wasn't watching it on TV, I just saw, I just saw this on DVD. Um, but I thought that it was a solid, um, kind of mid-season finale yeah yeah I think so as well because it it felt like a season finale so that's to its credit now I'm really excited for episode uh, 7 I like I'm ready for to watch it so we can record like again listeners I wait until we're getting ready to record before watching so I have that week to week um, kind of stress that Everybody else had who watched it live, so so that's good. But yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. This was this was damn good. This was good. Yeah, um, we will definitely record next week. Um, it um it, it was good. Like I I I enjoyed it, and if I told you what like my favorite episode, um. There's an episode in, I don't know if it's this season or next season, that it was, it's one of my favorite sci-fi episodes of all time. Yeah. But it was also one, it was like my favorite 4400 episode, so I'm really hoping that's coming up uh, soon. Okay. But, um, but yeah, like this one, but this one might, like, run a close second. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff, like I, when I watch it, I remember it. But before, I'm like, nah, I don't remember where this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fell. So yeah, so yeah, no, there. Um, yeah, so that I thought this was pretty good. But um, I'm trying to think what are the breakdowns. We do. What was your? Okay, so who is your? Who is your favorite? Uh, character from this episode. I don't know, man. I'm gonna say everybody because everybody did so good. Um, yeah. Surprisingly enough, I probably have to go with Tom and Diana as okay. a team, or maybe even just Tom, mainly because of the way he handled, um, you know, the situation with Sean and with Jordan. Um, I don't want to say Tom, but I I think it might honestly be Tom. I think it might be him. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Tom is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's I'm going with Sean. Okay. Like I, I think because Sean it was forced to experience a lot of growth, um, and we've seen him actually you know growing over the past you know few episodes. You know, but now he actually has to step into that role, um, and I and I <laughs> just like with that scene, I think he's doing all right. I think he's it's a heavy burden to carry, but you know he he tried he was tried to be the worst reason for Jordan and Jordan didn't want to listen want to listen, um, 
and you know, just overall, I think he handles you know that moment where he's trying to bring back Jordan. You could tell that that was you know that was his boy. You know, that was his boy, and it just yeah. You know, it was it was it was a well acted moment. Um, and even the moment where he was talking to Rope Neck Girl, you know, he was just like, "Is this how you want to live your life?" Yeah, and they're the same age. <laughs> they're the same age. And he's yeah. like, and one of the things about that scene that I noticed is that, you know, he has a there's a laptop on one end, so you can tell like that's probably for business, maybe a little casual time. But there's a video game controller <laughs> on that mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. So the suggestion is, is like, even though he's like, you know, he's a little wise beyond his years, you know, he still sits down and plays like PS3. Yeah. PS, yeah, PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, so who was your least favorite? Of the episode. Isabel. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to put that on her. Um, it's more or less a fault of the show. Um, damn. I think going with April would be too obvious. I don't, I don't know. Damn. Because I think everybody did a really good job. Um, and to say anybody. Damn. A least favorite? Bruh. Mmm. We have the first. There's no least favorite for this episode. I might because even um, uh, Danny, I thought his he played his role. Um, April, though it was inappropriate, I still think that she was consistently her, and she took care of uh, Maya. You know, even when Collier showed up, um, I can't even get mad at Intact for trying to subpoena that damn diary. So honestly, I, oh. No, no, uh, homegirl, whatever her name is, the the rope neck. Yeah, she okay. might. Cause like, I, what are you? What even is this girl? Like, what is? How? What are y'all trying to accomplish with her? Right, right. Um, I can see that. Can yeah. See that. What about you, man? Um, least favorite. I. You know, I don't want to double up on her. Um, so I, I might actually go with, I can't think of somebody that I didn't like, you know, outside of her. Mm-hmm. So I guess it may be in a way, I guess I am agreeing with you. So, um, <laughs> doubling up or not doing, doing something new, but, um, yeah, it might be her. I mean, I, I think that the acting was kind of all over the place, but you don't really, she's so, Like all over the place. Yeah, like, it's just she's all over the place and she's messy. Um, yeah. So yeah. Selfish so, too. Yeah. 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 Um, and what was your favorite moment from the episode? Man, there was so many. I honestly can't even pinpoint one. Um. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, off the top of the head, this whole episode. Um, probably discovering uh, Kyle at the end. That probably, if I have to get a a best moment, it was probably figuring out or them showing that Kyle was the was the sniper. Um, because I just thought, and maybe other people would have guessed it, but I didn't. I was so into the story, I didn't even give that a second thought. So, yeah. So yeah, so this is gonna be difficult for me because I, um, I'm trying to think. Um, like you said, there's a bunch of them in this episode. 
Um, okay, so I'll I'll just do two. <laughs> I like Sean's speech. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I also um, I liked uh, um, Maya and um, Diana tearing up her um, subpoena. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Sub- yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. I mean, I guess we, we sometimes we can do this. I mean, I don't know if we you know scale to one to ten. What would you give the episode? Uh, to me. Is getting a solid eight um, because I think it's the one of the better episodes. It's it's probably the best one for me, but it's the best one having to with all the context of the season before and the episodes before. Um, I won't give it a ten because I feel like they could do better, but a solid eight for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? It's, it's between an 8.5 and a 9. Okay, okay. That's that's fair. That is fair. Because, man, they did that. Um, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. So, yeah, y'all. I, look, I, y'all already know I hate Tom. Well, I did. I don't know. He might... Uh, he might have. He might have. Might have. He might got me now. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of this season for this episode alone. Like, yeah, they really did the work to make this this that much better. So kudos to to the creative team. Okay. Um, damn. Okay. So I don't know. I guess any any final thoughts or or uh, predictions or any of that. Um. I think predictions wise, it's just going to keep escalating. Yeah, and that's that's kind of yeah. I don't. <laughs> I would hope that in the season finale it was like it escalated so much, and then the rest of the season was just very low key. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think it's going to escalate um, to where I, I don't know. Um, but I think, um, yeah, that that'll. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hopeful, man. I want a war. I want a whole war. I want I want that shit. I want consequences and shit. Um. Yeah. Well, shit. That's that. Uh, listeners, you made it this far again. Use that hashtag AL four four hundred and let us know who was your favorite character of this episode or your favorite scene, your least favorite for show. Um, and then was this the good episode? Are we gassing it up? Or was this like, you know, the best so far? <laughs> Make sure to let us know that. Yeah, uh, shoot. Okay, okay. Well, I guess let the folks know where they can, can reach out to you and support you uh, in all your endeavors. My, um, you know, I always say website is Robert K. Uh, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y.com, Robert K. Jeffrey.com. And, you know, all my social media handles are in there, but for Twitter, it's at S-Y-N-C-H-R-K-J. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to think, Instagram is robertk.jeffrey, and um, for now, those are, you know, let's just do those two. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely robertkjeffrey.com, and that'll actually get you to... Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. 
Yes, yes, good deal, good deal. Of course, those links will be in the show notes, so you can just click on the show notes for this episode on your podcasting platform of choice and uh, follow follow uh, Robert there. So, uh, mine, of course, if you're here, you should know, but if not, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else, and if you must email me, do so at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Uh, use that hashtag AL4400, four four zero zero. AL4400 and let us know what your thoughts are Uh, make this a conversation and if you have any suggestions on the show things that you know you wanted us to address or that we didn't or going forward or whatever do that let us know there Um, yeah and so until next episode (laughs) uh, stay carefree stay nerdy and stay the fuck away from the 4400 when they gather together Shit just goes left. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh shit. All right.